I do a lot of weddings as a priest. I had one yesterday here at the parish. Uh, it begins a stretch of five weddings in six weeks for me. Uh, it is very much wedding season uh, this time of year. And I have a lot of awesome marriage prep meetings as a, as a consequence of that. Uh, it was maybe something that I wasn't the most prepared for when I became a priest, but it's become one of the things I probably look forward to the most. Uh, because we can actually have some really awesome conversations preparing a couple for the sacrament of marriage. And I, in wake of the readings that we hear today, I had a really awesome conversation with a couple once, uh, specifically a bride. And this bride was very candid about her struggles to accept some of the church's teachings on love and marriage. Uh, and she had a bit of a unique perspective. She had a specific line of work that she was in that she saw quite clearly people struggling to love well. Uh, and people struggling to love authentically. Seeing a lot of people come up short when it comes to God's plan for love. She had a, she had a rather unique uh, line of work uh, that allowed her to see that. And in the conversation that we had, the three of us, she really told me, she says, you know, I really understand where the church is coming from, and I even agree with a good deal of it. But, how it, but it was her work experience, however, that kind of made her think that the church's teachings on love and marriage were too idealistic for our world. Again, this was coming from a perspective of seeing a lot of human imperfection. It certainly colored her understanding. Uh, but she told me, she says, you know, Father, I think just the, it's so idealistic. No one lives like this. The world isn't operating on these terms. Why are we kind of operating on this idealistic plane, if you will? Again, I, I appreciated her candor a great deal. Uh, and we ended up having what I at least hoped was a very good and productive conversation. But I don't think her mindset was all that unique, if you think about it. Man, people not necessarily opposed, but perhaps maybe thinking things are too idealistic. Again, many people say that the church's teachings on marriage are too idealistic for 21st century living. And sure, maybe compared to the world, they are. But brothers and sisters, everything that the church teaches us, whether it's what marriage is, things about contraception and even abortion... Sometimes they can seem like they're written for a different society than ours. But just because the standards of the world might change, brothers and sisters, it doesn't mean that Christ changes his. That's the same dilemma that is presented in the gospel that we hear today. The Pharisees asked Jesus about divorce to test him, try to see where his mind's at. And Jesus knows exactly what's going on. He is living in a culture that did not value marriage very highly. We often forget that. Again, it was a society and a worldview that had become rather cynical towards it. All that a man had to do was simply write up a letter saying he no longer wanted to be married to his wife, and poof, they were no longer married. He no longer had any responsibility. It was rather callous, if anything else. Jesus knew the culture he was living in, he knew the hearts and minds of the people. He knew where they were at, if you will. And so in his answer, Jesus acknowledges, yeah, Moses allowed divorce, but he adds that it was only because of the hardness of your hearts that he allowed this. And then he adds really another line. He says, but from the beginning of creation, 
God made them male and female, and for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. He refers back to Genesis, that first reading we heard. And in Luke's telling of this, of this story, Jesus says, from the beginning it was not so. From the beginning it was not so. And this beginning that Jesus refers to in these Gospels, refers back to Adam and Eve before the fall, certainly not after their fall. Adam and Eve before their fall from grace. The original bliss that they enjoyed together, where they were free from sin, where they were full of authentic and self-giving love. Christ is reminding the Pharisees that divorce was and is never part of God's plan. It only came about, if you will, as a result of sin and human imperfection. And if we are to truly live out God's plan for love, the plan that was there from the beginning, we cannot model our standards after the standards of our world. Even in a sinful world, brothers and sisters, even in a non-idealistic world, it is still worthwhile for us to live by that ideal, that Christ holds out to us. That was the case 2,000 years ago. And it is certainly the case for us today. Again, in one of the other tellings of this story in one of the other Gospels, the disciples, after hearing this, they think, well, my goodness, this is really hard. Maybe it's better for us not to get married at all. That's their first reaction. But brothers and sisters, we mustn't forget that God would never ask us to do anything unattainable or something that would leave us miserable or else he wouldn't be God. And the grace of the sacraments, in particular the graces of the sacrament of marriage, give us power to do things that we could not do on our own. And for marriage in particular, it's the grace that allows a couple to mirror the love that Christ has for the church and the church has for Christ. That is how God wanted us to be happy. That is how God wanted us to be joyful and fulfilled. That is his plan for love. Maybe another way to look at it is, you know, another analogy at least, is ever since the fall, ever since the fall of Adam and Eve, humanity, when it comes to love, is sort of like they've been driving a car with a bunch of flat tires. You can't really go anywhere with a bunch of flat tires. Original sin, you could say, had slashed them. And the Pharisees are asking Jesus, is it okay for us to be driving around with flat tires like this? And Jesus' response is essentially saying, you realize that in the beginning your tires were not flat. That was what it was like in the beginning. You were made for full tires, if you will. Christ comes to inflate those tires with the air of his teaching, with his grace, and with his very life. That allows us to thrive and prosper. And we have to be honest, in our world today there's a lot of folks driving around on flat tires. And I know this quite well because I hear it in the confessional on a regular basis. The very real struggles, the very real difficulties and pains that so many people live with on a regular basis and who want to be free from and who want to do what is good. But oftentimes, human weakness makes that very difficult. None of us is immune from human imperfections or isolated from them. We cannot abandon the teachings of Jesus just because they seem hard. Christ would never command us to do the impossible. I think it's important that we hear those words, but from the beginning it was not so, and apply them to us. 
Because if we struggle to live out God's plan for authentic love, it's important to hear Jesus challenging us today to embrace his standard not as an overly ideal vestige of the past, but as a way forward for us to live in freedom, truth, and love today and into the future. So brothers and sisters, if we find ourselves struggling with Christ's teachings for love, or thinking that his commands are too idealistic, may we reach out and trust to our God who promises us happiness, fulfillment, and joy if we but live out his precepts. And may all of us strive to follow after Jesus, who never commands the impossible, but gives us the path to the fullness of life and love.